What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now... Please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and on Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is Jordan Reed. Now, this guy, I remember when he was writing for a small Viking site called the Vikings Barroom way back in the day. He even actually spent a little time writing for us here at the Viking Age. But now he's one of the top draft analysts in the country working for the Draft Network. This year I saw him making appearances on KFAN. He was on vikings.com, you know. Some there, and I was like, "Oh, I know that dude." Um, but you know, all all fun aside, it's been great to watch his career grow over the years. I'm happy to have him on the podcast. So, welcome to the show, Jordan. Absolutely, thanks for having me, Adam. It's always a pleasure being on here and joining you. No problem. We I asked you a little bit right before we started recording, but you know, first off, before we get into Vikings talk, I just want to know, you know, how has life as a dad been treating you? Well, it's been very busy, you know, having two twin girls at one time. They always keep me on my toes. And, you know, there's always some struggle moments, of course, that everybody experiences as a parent because it is very demanding. Of course, we have our own schedules as well, but everything revolves around them. So it is a bit of a challenge. But the great thing about being a parent is you're just seeing your little creations, figuring out, you know, how their hands work and how their toes work and them discovering everything. So it's been pretty fun so far. Yeah, my littlest, he turned one in May, and he just started walking. So that's nice. been, uh, been fun and scary at the same time, because I know he's about <laughs> to get in a lot of trouble. Uh, do your kids have any favorite TV shows? I know my little dudes love Mickey Mouse, Toy Story, Coco Melon. You know, is there anything that has caught the eye of, of your little ones? So at first, it was Coco Melon. Oh, yeah, um, they've right. kind of moved on to Mickey Mouse. Uh, Bluey is one that they like a bunch right, right. now. So. Um, Bluey is definitely the one that we're on right now. They really, really love this show. So, so if you need some, you need a couple minutes to do something, you know, you pop on an episode of Bluey and you're good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get back to business here. Okay, so OTAs have been going on all over the NFL this week. The Vikings held their first OTA practice on Monday. Uh, they just held their third one today on Wednesday, and the the majority of the team's roster took part, including Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, just pretty much everybody. But there is one notable name who has not been in attendance for the Vikings at OTAs this year, and that is Mr. Daniil Hunter. Um, Now, Courtney Cronin from ESPN reported on Tuesday that she doesn't expect Hunter to attend any of the Vikings' voluntary OTA sessions during the next few weeks. So my question for you, Jordan, is should the Vikings be concerned about Hunter's absence? And if they aren't now, when does the situation begin to get concerning 
Uh, I mean, anytime anything's voluntary, I don't think you should get too mad, um, especially when you're talking about something that is on their own building as far as uh, it is on is their choice to show up. I think Cameron Danster was somebody else that didn't show up either. Mm-hmm. So um, it is voluntary. I think that is something that fans have to remember. So it is on their own as far as if they want to show up. But Daniil has kind of been an adventure with him. Uh, I know there were some trade rumors going on with him during the offseason. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting that he signed the extension at the time that he did the five year, $72 million deal. And then there were some players that immediately got paid after that. So right away, it seemed like he was very underpaid. Um, and I think he's kind of feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. I think this is his, I think this is his third year on that deal. It might be second, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Um, I think he feels as if he is highly underpaid right now. And I mean, I, I'm in agreement with him, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you do sign a contract and you do have to honor that, but I'm all for players getting paid. But I said it at the time, I was really surprised that he signed the deal that he did considering how much money that it was for at the time, just because I think it was one that he was really going to get overlapped as far as some of the players that were going to come uh, as far as signing right after him. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Vikings do end up handling this especially with them really penny-pinching at this point right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're really tight-squeezed against the cap right now. I know they're going to get some more here in the next week week or so after the June 1st hits with Kyle Rudolph, this contract coming off yep. the books officially. Yep. I think they get like 8 or $9 million with mm-hmm. that. So maybe they look to extend Brian O'Neill or Harrison Smith or somebody like that to where they can give Daniel Hunter some more money up front. I think it's going to be very interesting. But we all know he's our best player on defense by far to me. Uh, when you're just factoring in the position that he plays, um, his value, and we saw how valuable he was a year ago, just because the uh, just their pass rush was just non-existent last year without him on the field. So he definitely is worth uh, what he is demanding. But we'll see if the Vikings do honor him as far as rewarding him for what he has shown. Um, but I think he's kind of in a dilemma right now just because he didn't play last year. So are you going to reward him for something that we haven't seen in the full season? Now let's let's put yourself in in Rick Spielman's shoes. You know you have some someone in Hunter who, who just missed an entire season due to a neck injury, but he's he was one of the best pass rushers in the NFL before his injury. Do you give him a pay raise before the season? You know that he's looking for. Or do you tell you tell Hunter? You know you're not going to pay him until you can see if he can perform. You know at the same level that he was, and maybe risk Hunter asking for a trade before the season even begins. That's why I said this is going to be really interesting to see uh, how it is going to play out just because we know the Vikings are going to face an uphill battle if they do not have Daniel Hunter on the field just because whenever number 99 is out there, we know how impactful he can be. Uh, If I was Rick Spielman, I wouldn't pay him just because I just have a hard time paying somebody uh, that type of money, especially when you're talking about an edge rusher, 18, 19, $20 million a year, something that he's probably going to command. I think he's only getting 12 right now, if I'm not mistaken. So we're talking about a significant pay bump right now, but you haven't seen him an entire season. And it's not like it was just, you know, a sprained ankle or something like that, that kept him out an extended amount of time. We're talking about a serious injury with this neck. Whenever you're talking about the neck or the head area, that is something that is very serious. So I wouldn't pay him just because I haven't seen him play in an entire season. But if he does show what he is capable of and we see the same old Daniel Hunter that we saw pre-injury, I don't have any drawbacks as far as giving him what he wants. Yeah. Do you think maybe attending OTAs could actually benefit Hunter? You know, if, if you know, his reason for not being there is to try and get a pay increase because, you know, if he can come in and show that he's recovered from his neck injury 
and that he can still be, you know, a dominating force in some practices, then wouldn't that probably give him a better chance of actually getting a new deal before next season than not at, not attending OTAs at all? I mean, it's kind of twofold to me, honestly, yeah. just because it's not like he's a young player of where he doesn't know what's going on in the system. Right. He's been in the system for four or five plus years now, so he knows exactly what Mike Zimmer is going to ask of him. Mm-hmm. So if he misses voluntary workouts or even if he does miss some of the mandatory portions of it, I wouldn't really be bothered by it just because we know if he's not there, we know it's going to it's definitely a contractual thing with him. But we know what he's capable of as far as just from a pre-injury standpoint. So I'm not going to make a big deal of it if he, we don't see him until training camp. Yeah, um, we know he's working out, though, because I feel like you know, he lives Absolutely. in the gym. So we know that he's staying in shape. Um, But I do believe for the mandatory minicamp, if he skips that, I think that he can be fined up to like 93,000 or something like that. So that's something to keep an eye on for sure. And then you get to training camp and it starts to be like the 50,000. So I don't think it's going to get to to that point. Uh, Hopefully not. If the Hunter situation does end up going sour, you know, the Vikings might be forced to turn to the free agency pool to maybe find some more pass rushing help there isn't much left out there in terms of of free agent pass rushers but there is this guy uh everson griffin who's still available if the vikings you know add a pass rusher before the start of next season do you think there is any chance that it could be griffin do you think that or do you think that bridge has been has been burned between him and the vikings already yeah, I think once the tweet came out about what he said about Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and I don't want to misquote him uh, as far as what he said about mm-hmm. that, but it was something that I think definitely rubbed Kirk the wrong way. He Kirk didn't say that, but for it. yeah, yeah, I definitely could see how it would rub Kirk the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be a little bit of chemistry issues there if they were to bring Griffin back mm-hmm. in. We know with Everson, he's going to want to start as well. So are you going to invest a heavy amount of snaps and take away? from those snaps from a Janarius Robinson or a Patrick Jones the second in order to kind of coddle Everson Griffin a little bit who's on the tail end of his career probably near the end as opposed to getting some of those young guys those increased reps getting some of that playing time and then developing developing them even further even a guy like DJ Wanham if you bring in Everson Griffin and start him you're going to be taking significant reps away from him so uh, I don't see a situation of where they do bring him back just because of the tweet that happened with him. And then also, I don't think they want to take away valuable reps from some of the young guys that they do have that they like a lot. And they also have already given away his number to Michael Pierce. So it'd be just, it'd just be weird if he came back and he was wearing like some yeah. different random number. It's like, no, that's not, that's not Everson Griffin. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower, shave, 
clean and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, I'm going to give you three guys from the Vikings' current roster. You just have to tell me which one has the best chance of being still around in 2022. So, sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, we've got Anthony Barr, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Peterson. Which one of these three do you think will be back suiting up for the Vikings in 2022? Oh, that's a really good question. I think Barr is gone no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see a situation of where they're going to pay an off-ball linebacker as much money as he's going to want to command. Um, I really just think it depends on how well Patrick Peterson plays this year. Uh, if he does play well this year, I think they're going to want to entertain bringing him back uh, just because they don't really have anybody behind him with the Jeff Gladney situation. We still don't know what's happening with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, they don't have any young corners that really are intriguing as far as starters. So I think it's tough. I just don't see Kirk being back on a $45 million cap number. Yep. Yep. Um, I just don't he's going to have to restructure his contract. But we know with Kirk, he's going to want to squeeze every single dime mm-hmm. out of his contract that he wants. That's just how he's been during his entire career. So I will go with Patrick Peterson. But I think it just depends on how he plays during his one year here. Wow. All right. I put you on the spot there. So thanks for thanks for picking one up. You're like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, speaking of Peterson, um, you know, what what did you just think of the Vikings bring him in? Do you think it'll work out for them and. Peterson can return to being one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL, or do you think maybe his time with the top is probably already gone? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be one of the top guys, but I think he's probably going to be one of the middle of the road type of players. I think is going to be an upgrade from what we saw last year. And I thought it was interesting. I think Mike Zimmer learned a valuable lesson last year and he kind of was, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say arrogant. I would say stingy a little bit and a little bit overconfident in the scheme. And he realized that he didn't have the players on the back end, as far as outside a cornerback, outside a Dantzler, to run that scheme, just because they were really young on the back end, uh, minus Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, of course. I just think it put a lot of stress on the safeties last year, just because they were so young at corner, and that's why they really struggled a lot in the secondary. So you bring back Mackenzie Alexander to play nickel. I think Dantzler, obviously, is going to be the starter, and then you bring in a veteran presence like a Patrick Peterson, they have a wealth of experience now on the back end. And I, that's why I think Zimmer learned a valuable lesson of your, yes, your scheme is great, but you still have to have talent on the back end to run the scheme that you want to run. So I think that's why he bought back some notable names that had success in the scheme and then some veteran guys as well. Yeah. You could tell he was a, uh, Mike Zimmer was a little humbled at the end of the season when he's yeah. talking and being like, this is the worst defense I've ever had. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I, I don't know what to do anymore. Um, so Peterson was uh, one of multiple new veteran players the Vikings added this offseason, including Delvin Tomlinson, Xavier Woods, and Mackenzie Alexander, which you mentioned. Uh, which new veteran addition to the Vikings roster are you most excited about? Oh, it's Patrick Peterson by mm-hmm. far. I mean, anytime you bring in a player of his caliber, star power, um, even going back to his days at LSU, I mean, I was shocked that they actually brought him to Minnesota and that he left Arizona. He was one of the last people that I expected to actually leave Arizona and then come to Minnesota. I think that one-year deal surprised a lot of people, especially the fan base, just because there was no buzz at all 
as far as him being in Minnesota or visiting Minnesota or even being in negotiations with the Vikings. So whenever you bring a player of his caliber to Minnesota and then that type of star power, you're always going to be excited about him. For sure. I think uh, I think Cardinals fans are probably curious, too, to see uh, how he turns out here you know, with sure. the Vikings because uh, I think it got, got a little little maybe maybe bitter at the end there of him you know what or reports of him wanting to trade and stuff like that so i think they're they're curious to see how how things turn out so let's switch to the offense side of the ball in your opinion is the third receiver role in the vikings offense one that needs an upgrade before next season or is it maybe something that people might be putting maybe a little too much emphasis on since the vikings are probably going to utilize maybe like dalvin cook or Irv smith jr as their third receiving option anyways yeah, uh, what I've always found interesting about the Vikings is that they've just kind of patchworked that wide receiver three spot for a very long time. And we've seen guys like Chad BB, BC Johnson, and even last year, they tried to patchwork it up a little bit with Tajay Sharp. It didn't end up working out there, but they've been a little bit more aggressive with addressing it this year. Uh, I like the the drafting of Amir Smith-Marset. Mm-hmm. I think he's a player that's really going to push B.C. Johnson and then also Chad Beebe for that third spot. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them bring in somebody like a D.D. Westbrook, um, mm-hmm. new receivers coach, Keenan McCardell, has some history with him. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really good signing for them as well. So um, they've been a little bit more aggressive with it this year. I would really like to see them bring in Westbrook. I think that would be a really solid addition just because if Jefferson or Adam Thielen misses significant amount of time next year, I think you're talking about probably one of the worst wide receiver cores from top to bottom, just being honest as far as the depth wise. Yeah. And when Westbrook, I know he missed a bunch of time last year, um, but when he was on the the field, I think he had like back-to-back seasons of at least 60 catches. So he, he can produce, you know, when he needs to, um, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm not. I, I expect your answer to be yes, but Jarius Wright just tweeted today. He's like, you know, bring me back or whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, but no, they're they're not going to bring him back. He's, no, he hasn't played in the NFL <laughs> I, since 2019. Um, you know, he was Mr. Third Down, but you know, I think they're they're past him. So, NBC Sports, Peter King. Um, I know you're a fan of his, so he recently came out with his power rankings for the NFL. And he had the Vikings at 24th. Uh, yikes. Uh, King says that he doesn't think the Vikings did enough this offseason to improve their defense. Do you agree with this? Are you Or are you expecting the Vikings defense to get back to being the dominant unit that we've become accustomed to during Mike Zimmer's time with the franchise? Yeah, I would disagree with that. I think 24th is a little bit disrespectful, but I, I don't really get upset or power um, yeah. yeah power rankings <laughs> mock drafts i've never really understood why fans get so upset mm-hmm. about them it's just one person's opinion but i think 24th is a little bit uh, underselling the vikings a bit and i would disagree with them addressing the defense or not addressing the defense enough i think they put a big emphasis on that in yeah. free agency bringing in dalvin tomlinson who I think is a really good player, and then patrick peterson as well and then xavier woods who i think is really gonna thrive playing beside a guy like Harrison Smith, just allowing him to play that true center field free safety role. So I really like the additions that they made on defense. And I, I expect them to be much better just because of the experience that they do have on all three levels now. And then Anthony Barr being back, I think that's mm-hmm. going to help them significantly a lot. And I know there's mixed opinions about Barr, but when he's out there, he's been a really good player under Mike Zimmer. So um, I think he's going to be an upgrade over Eric Wilson. I just think there's some more things that he can do 
uh, from from a, a talent standpoint that Mike Zimmer likes to do with him a little bit more uh, than what he was able to do with Eric Wilson. So you're talking about upgrades at all three levels of the defense. So I expect them to be better. But once again, it goes back to our original point with number 99 being on the field. And if yeah. he's not on the field, you're talking about that's probably going to make them take some significant steps back. And then they're going to have to play some inexperienced players along the defensive front. Yeah, for sure. So I think my opinion of Barr and probably a lot of other people's opinions changed this year with him not being on the field because you just realized, you know, how maybe how much of a difference he actually does make, especially in how good of a tackler he is and how, how good he's able to keep, you know, ball carriers in front of him when you know you have someone like Eric Wilson he can make plays and stuff but he wasn't you know able to maybe keep the you know you hear the coaches and stuff talking about how Barr is kind of like a coach on the field and he keeps everyone in the right spots like you just don't get the same stuff out of someone like Eric Wilson and that was very noticeable uh last year so I'm looking forward to having Anthony Barr back this year to kind of get that defense back the the way it was all right so that's going to do it for this show Jordan, thanks again for joining. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Jordan underscore Reed. That's J-O-R-D-A-N underscore R-E-I-D. You can find my work at thedraftnetwork.com. And then you can also follow my podcast, the Reed Option Podcast. That's R-E-I-D on every single podcast platform. Yeah, congrats on your retirement from the NFL too, by the way. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. Great career. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow the Viking age on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.